Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode four of Pop Topic on the FHN Network. I'm your host, Tyler Fines, and we've got lots to talk about. Uh, you got to follow at Pop Topic Show on Twitter, Instagram, and the FHN Network for all your entertainment needs. And follow all of our other shows, Smoke Show, Off the Buck Hockey, uh, whatever you guys want to check out, make sure you check out FHN Network. We are pleased to welcome to the show the singer who created Rattle the Glass, our theme song, for his album Chickaboom, and is also featured again on CBC last night, Hockey Night in Canada. Unbelievable, very entertaining. This is Marty Zilstra. Marty, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, really good. What's going on out west? Tell the people where you're from. I'm sitting in my car right now in Langley, BC, um, and we live out. We we live in on the west. Yeah, the Riverman. I'm at the Langley Event Center, actually. Um, there you go. The home of the Vancouver Giants. And uh, yeah, live out on the West Coast. And yeah, it's a rainy, gloomy day here, but better than maybe better than snow for some, but I prefer the snow, to be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. Has it been snowing much out West? No, we had snow in November and a little bit in December, but that's it. Yeah. And that's all right. So what have you been doing? Keeping the, again, keeping tabs uh, over these COVID times. What have you been, what have you been up to? Well, you know, I, I just released a record on January 15th. And so that's been really exciting and pushing that out to the world and really excited that we got on hockey night in Canada last night. Uh, they played us twice. So that's really cool. Um, and uh, lots of cool stuff happening with, with the record and lots of cool stuff happening, getting on awesome shows like yours. So I'm really excited. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a bit about that process. How did CBC pick it up? How did they hear about it? Did you contact them? Did they contact you? So when I released the record like way back about a year ago, I contacted a local publicist and they're called publicity. <laughs> and um, I'm still getting my day going here. So I'm barely, talk, barely able to talk, but uh, anyway, we, we talked about like goals and where the, where we thought the song could go that song in particular, cause it's a hockey rock song, obviously. And I said, well, let's pitch it to CPC's Hockey Night in Canada. As, like, that was like, it's my dream, you know, kind of thing. And um, anyway, we sent it off and the music supervisor loved, this, loved the track. And he's like, yeah, we could definitely use this. So he sent it to the director and they, they put it on, uh, played it a couple times um, going off to commercial. And it was friggin' awesome, man. Gave me chills. <laughs> yeah that's amazing they used the guitar riff i was kind of hoping they dropped some of the lyrics into it because it is a great as like i said it's a fantastic song we use it for our theme and it looks like some other guys that uh, that run podcasts have also uh started using it which is great right you want as much exposure as you can and um you know what i you know let's talk about the song rattle the glass like what inspired you you know obviously hockey but you know what excited you actually put paper to pen to write it so i'm uh dad obviously sitting here waiting for my daughter to finish gymnastics. And I, when she was young, I would go and do, do like a workout like P90X or insanity in my living room. And the guy always had, and they're awesome, by the way, all of these programs, but if you watch them a lot, you're like, they're kind of saying the same thing over and over. And I was like, those are awesome cliches. I should put those into a song. And that's kind of how this idea started. But I had the idea of like, like when, when a goal when the Leafs score, you know, way back in the old days, Phil the Thrill, he scores and it's kind of like, boom, you know, boom, like rattle the glass, boom. You know, I kind of like had that 
line in my head for a long time. And then, so that's how the song came together, just in a cliched uh, sports lingo way. But then I put it, I mean, it, it, it's more refined now and it's, they're not cliches. It's, it's more of a story, but the Colin Kaepernick thing really spoke to me a lot. Um, you know, standing up for what you believe in. And I really like the, how the players all players everywhere around the world have, have rallied around that movement. And so like the line stand up for what I believe in, I, I really like the idea of um, using your platform to um, stand up for what you believe in. And I think uh, everything that's gone on with the black lives matter movement um, certainly inspired me to uh, put the song out and, you know, join the, join the movement or be a, be an ally for that movement and all of these struggles that people go through um, all over the world. So obviously I, I try to learn and try to be an ally. And this song was uh, kind of a starting point for some of those ideas in my, you know, in emotion. So, you know, it's, yeah, rattle the glass kicks to mass. It's cliche, but it's sometimes you have to say it, man. And we, when we recorded it, I wanted it to be like, I didn't want it to be this rock song because I was pitching it to other bands and, uh my producer jp he's like no no we gotta we gotta do this right so the band got in studio and we it turned into a rip 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 and rock song the guitar solo was like two takes it was awesome awesome so, yeah it is for sure now when you wrote the song i wanted to talk about the album uh boom chicka um what you know what about that album made you write you know you got a pretty good amount of tracks on there so what song came first when you started the album was that one that was that the first song or were, were all the other songs already created ready to go that was a little bit of an older song, but okay. the oldest song on the record is track one, the music. Um, I've been in band since I was a teenager. And my one of my first ever real bands uh, in college, we were called Grace Nocturnal. And that was a song we played a lot live, but, and we'd, we had some, I call it like the Midas touch. We were in college and we were partying and we were touring and we, like we, everything that happened to us it seemed like it was like the golden touch like we recorded a song on a monday and then by friday it was playing in heavy rotation on the local radio station which was a big deal and we opened for huge bands like sam roberts was coming up at the time tegan and sarah was coming up at the time we got those gigs and that was incredible and this was a song we we played and fans loved it but we never got a chance to record it because it it imploded (laughs) the band it broke broke up quickly so i always i always wanted to record it and I asked the guys that co-wrote it if they were cool with it. And they were to- like, yeah, dude, do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, that's they're, uh, they were listening. They, they could have been a pain in the ass about it, but at least they were good about it. No, no, no. The, I Like I was the main songwriter on it. And so when I played it, because the process of recording when you're a solo artist is you don't have a band and you don't go into rehearsal space and play gigs and then go to studio and record the songs. You're kind of bringing stuff in cold and, so we we're sitting, this is like the last song I think we worked on. I, I brought it in. I said, well, I got this other song. What do you guys think? It's, I, you know, it's, it's really old, but what do you think? And so I played the whole song for them and they were all, they're all kind of like, I don't want to say they were, their jaws were dropping or anything like that, but it was, it felt like that moment where they're like, oh, wow, this is really good. We, we need to do this song. It's really fun. So that was the kind of the oldest one. And the newest one was, sweet i believe it's sweet california i wrote that one just it just came to me like 
I play in piano. I play a little bit of piano, very bad, but I play. <laughs> I play. I play. I actually, we were joking on text because um, uh, my, my producer JP and my drummer friend, who's in a great band, Ben Sinister. That's a bit of a plug and a name drop, but Dickie Petro. We we text all the time because we're all hockey fans, and so we're in like a group chat during Hockey Night in Canada, and we're we're talking about, oh, that's that's you, JP, on the piano. They played that for you, but. Then he said, no, I think you actually played the piano part on Rattle the Glass. So I was, I thought that was hilarious, but Sweet California, I, I just was playing piano and it came to me and it's like just all out in one sort of, you know, um, performance. I kind of wrote the entire song in about 10 minutes. So I really liked wow. that. And that was the, that's kind of the newest song on the record. I think, I think, <laughs> don't quote me. No, that, that's it, absolutely. So now uh, I heard, was reading your Twitter and you were, were charting somewhere. Talk about that. Talk about seeing your name on, on the charts. Yeah, dude, it's incredible. Like, I think, you know, um, you and I have talked about this. Uh, you're a dad, I'm a dad. And when you're a dad in a pandemic, you're kind of, you have the same competitive advantages. Like, I, and I love the Arkells. I'm not throwing them under the bus. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I can't go on tour with a one-year-old right now right and so but the Arkells can't go on tour either because there's no gigs so I'm 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 like competing the same way I guess so I talked to I've talked to a lot of college radio stations all over the country and people they're just not getting records because you know bands aren't touring and bands aren't releasing stuff and American bands aren't touring and you can't come up to Canada and stuff. And, and that's, that's really sad for music fans in this country and everywhere. And, but the silver lining is that when my record comes across a desk in this case, Windsor, Ontario at CJAM, which is the local uh, university radio station and they're fantastic. They're like, Oh, this record's cool. Let's throw it on. And so yeah, I'm super excited that, that I'm charting in Windsor and, it sounds like I'm going to be spinning all over Ontario and other parts of uh, the country uh, out, out on the East coast. And yeah, it's awesome. London, Ontario is spinning the song too. So I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling there'll be other charts. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. And obviously like I said, we want as many Canadian artists as we can, you know, to become successful. Uh, so, so Rally Glass plays on hockey night in Canada on Saturday, January 30th. Uh, you get to see it against the Toronto Edmonton game, and then it plays for the for the night game. Uh, did you get any feedback on Twitter? Or did anybody write you and say like, "Oh, I've never heard you heard of you. I'm going to start listening to your stuff." Oh, dude, my phone was blowing up like it was insane. <laughs> I had my wife was like, "Why are you looking at the phone, your phone instead of the game?" <laughs> so yeah, no, it was crazy. I'm getting popular. Crazy. That's why I'm getting popular. No, no, a lot of people, like a lot of old friends are like uh, saying congratulations and stuff. And that was really cool. And um, I, I grew up in Northern Ontario and a, a friend uh, works for a Sudbury star up there for the sports column. And so he, he called me up and we did an interview. So they're going to do a piece in the Sudbury star on the, on the record and the song and stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, people are messaging me and I, I haven't looked at the numbers today because I can look at deep statistics on uh, Spotify streams. And by the way, people listen all over the place, not just on Spotify, but, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, it seemed like people were listening um, more than ever yesterday. And that's, that's the dude, that's awesome. That's all you can ask for. And as, as an independent artist. So it's really been fun. Well, I know from, from our group off the puck hockey and, and pop topic, we wish you the best success. Now I want to talk about how you actually got hooked up with us. The funny thing is, is that, 
you know, Adam Stiles is one of the co-hosts on Off the Puck and Matt Huddle, the producer, were talking about the song. And I, I didn't, I, I had nothing, no hand in it, zero hand in the song. So how did it kind of, how did they connect? How did Adam connect with you or Matt? How they connect, how that worked? Well, I think to, uh, like, as an independent artist, you're always looking for, like, grassroots, like, um, guerrilla marketing techniques. And yeah. sometimes you just you just send a, a DM on Twitter and um, to a podcast. And I've sent quite a few, like, obviously, to I, – I really like the independent guy because I, I did a podcast season one of my podcast was last year, and I'm going to do season two coming up here in a bit. Sure. But I, I really like the idea of uh, – the little guy doing podcasts and you know grassroots kind of marketing techniques and i know i'm not going to get on you know well I, knock on wood yeah. hopefully i get on some big <laughs> podcasts but um yeah i think i just sent him a dm and said hey man if you want to use my track it'd be awesome i love hockey and obviously i'm a leafs fan i have a burner account the funny thing about music music is people were complaining on twitter that i was talking about hockey too much on my regular music account so i so i have a hockey account but it's funny because like all my musician kind of hipster friends are on my, like follow me on the music account, but on hockey people are like, they're just regular dudes like you and I who love the Leafs or whoever, like love the Habs or whoever, whoever it is, not the Habs, hopefully. Um, (laughs) um, But so I just send these people, these hockey people messages and lots of them are like, yeah, I would love to use the track. It's so totally works. And Adam saw it, heard it, liked it and sent it to you and, here we are. It's it's a stroke of luck. I call it good luck. Well, we we're we're thankful for it, and a lot of people have asked us about it, right? So that's that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on and actually talk about the uh, about the song. But we know you're an avid Leafs fan, and I don't want to turn this into a hockey conversation. We will bring you on for a hockey chat on off the puck, <laughs> but we are going to talk about the Leafs a little bit and where kind of that passion came from. Did you grow up a Leaf fan? Did it kind of you know were your parents Leafs fans? Well, so I grew up in. Northern Ontario on Manitoulin Island, little current. And uh, to be blunt, I was not a sports guy because I was very sick. Like as a kid, I had asthma, chronic asthma, as many people in that time did, who like me, you know, there wasn't a, the treatment like you, you, you have now, like yeah. an inhaler that you could just use. Like Gary Roberts is such a inspiration for me. You know, the guy is one of the most uh, athletic dudes ever in hockey and he he had chronic asthma as well so but one thing I'll I'll say about it is like I delivered the Sudbury Star in the winters to make some extra cash in grade seven and eight or something like that and then the Leafs were so bad and everybody always talked about that and all my friends were playing hockey and all my friends were playing like Sega Genesis and I kind of wanted to fit in to be to be honest I was in grade seven or eight and I wanted to fit in with my friends and I'm like what's hockey about so I started following the the Leafs just and then the big Gilmore trade happened mm-hmm. and they went from like last place to almost sneaking into the playoffs that year. And that was 92. And I think I just got lucky because they, they all of a sudden turned the team around and Gilmore was so exciting as, you know, and such a, you know, um, emotional player. Like you just had to cheer for the Leafs at that time and they were great. And then, you know, they had their kind of miracle, uh, sneak into the playoffs, beat the wings with Nikolai Borshevsky in game seven um, from Gilmore. And I was hooked. Like, dude, I was like hooked, hooked. So that's why I, I'm a Leafs fan. And I had friends in the area who were Leafs fans too. And 
actually my dad's uh, a family friend would have me over we'd watch hockey night in canada together and he kind of like taught me a little bit about how the game worked and stuff and go to see friends games you know um bantam and uh high school games and it was freaking awesome i just uh got into it i really got did into you it. ever start playing at all like did you play men's league or start skating at all or like you... i definitely skated so to back up i skated but being out in the cold it wasn't like with asthma it wasn't an, an ideal situation for me so i wasn't by the time i started skating at like legitimately being able to as you know eight or nine or ten I, it was a kind of too late, <laughs> even yeah, though nowadays it's like, nowadays it's like, you could skate, go out there. You, like there's so many leagues now, but back then in Northern Ontario, it was a small, small town. So it was either like, you're good or you're not. So sorry. But um, uh, yeah, we had, we had a pond in our backyard and stuff and like super cliche out here. They laugh at me. They're like, well, are you serious? You did that? And I'm like, yeah, we had a pond and I skated on a pond, ice pond in my backyard. So yeah, it wasn't very good, but I, you know, I played around and never played like real hockey, but I've I've certainly thought about it. Thought about joining like a rookie men's league and stuff because I can I can skate. I'm just not I'm not very good, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? It, it's a great game, and as long as you continue to you know just to skate and enjoy it and teach your kids how to play, you know maybe you can live vicariously through them because that's what I'm gonna I do. Ideally, yeah. My my eldest, she's in uh, gymnastics and loves dance, but my youngest is a bit of a She's a bit of a, um, um, like she's always moving and always running. And I, I have a feeling she's going to be in sports. Well, I have a yeah, feeling. Good for her. We're going to have a, we're going to have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. So I want to go back to the album quickly. So outside of Rattle the Glass, you got some great tracks on here, but if you had to pick one song that you think, you know what, I want people to listen to this because I believe there's something to it. You know, is there, is there a particular song in the album that you would direct people to? Well, obviously rattle the glass yes very clearly that's a great song um now my wife would say people i love is the one that's the best but and those two are i I love them but i uh shine so bright i think turned out really well and it's uh i wrote it um the lyrics are like maybe a little they're clear maybe once you know what it's about it's about my mom who passed away from cancer um a few years ago but the story is kind of her singing me a song and and so the lyrics are really meaningful to me and it it turned out well it's not it's not dark where people are like i can't listen to that because I, I can't you know i can't get to the same place as you emotionally and stuff like that but but it's got it's got a nice meaning and so that's the one that i love probably the most but i like them all like they're all like children yeah <laughs> i love I them all for different you. reasons and oh, that, uh that makes sense I think that people I love is the one that I've to be honest, that's the one that I didn't like. I showed it to the, my producer initially in the initial planning stages. And he's like, no, this is really, really good. And I said, are you sure? Cause I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of cheesy. I thought the lyrics were too cheesy because it's basically Beatles lyrics. So mm. I, I, I tell a story using Beatles lyrics and yeah, references. Good, though, so. <laughs> yeah. Beatles aren't very good. <laughs> they're not yeah they're fine yeah they're, yeah you can use they're okay they'll be okay yeah it's probably yeah. not a bad idea but you know what i'm glad your producer ended up telling you to do that and i'm I'm certainly going to check the song out so i want to talk a little bit about before you started making or sorry when you started making music you know were you playing covers were you playing bars i was just like my my buddies were all were all playing guitar so again hearkening back to northern ontario 
Um, a, a little band, they were a trio from Seattle came out. I don't know if you know them. <laughs> it was band. a long, yeah, a little, a little band with uh, a left-handed, uh, blonde, long-haired guitar player. Yeah, my wife released Seattle. We know all about that gentleman. <laughs> yeah, released a Nevermind. And when I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit, I, like, I got that. I got it. Whatever the emotions are, I they str- grabbed me deeply. And so I like learned about Nirvana and then everybody else is into them too. And the great thing about Nirvana was that you could learn their songs really quickly because they're easy to play with simple chords. And so I, I wanted an electric guitar and I started playing and all my friends were playing and stuff. And I have a musical family. So I'd, I was already in piano lessons. And so I switched to guitar and, you know, spent uh, 30 days in my bedroom learning and then started a band. And of course, I, I promised I promised girls, you know, that's how I convinced people to play in a band with me. But I just wanted to perform my own songs because right away I started writing. It was kind of weird. And my songs weren't very good, but it was th- thinking back. I'm like, oh, wow, I, I was a, a writer immediately. So um, that's something that I, I think is my favorite part about music is writing songs. So, yeah, not covers. I, I have played a lot of covers because um, as the years gone on, I... I started a cover band and to make extra cash on the weekends and did that. And then was kind of annoyed with, you know, top 40 and stuff. So, you know, you can only play summer 69 so many times before you blow your mind out, Um, (laughs) which is fine. It's a great song. Is that the number one requested uh, cover song of all time? Summer 69? You know, it might be, I don't know, but. um, What about in your, in your experience? Was that the one that you always got the most? Um. I don't know. I think probably Journey, Don't Stop Believing. We got that a lot. Why not? Why not? But I I uh, had a epiphany in Memphis with my wife in January of 2011 or 2012. Um, we were in down in Memphis watching this incredible band on Beale Street. And I was like, oh, man, why am I in this crap cover band? I need to be doing music like this. Like the music was so good down there, by the way. Um, that I, when I came home, I'm like, I got to do something I, I love and I want to do. And that was being in a Beatles band. So I started a Beatles oh. tribute. Now yeah, that's, we, cool. Uh, that's cool. What was the name of the band? Uh, we were called the, well, they're called the day trippers and this pandemic has kind of moved me away. Like, I don't mean, I don't mean this in a, in a negative way. They're fantastic, but it's moved me away from that group. And I I've uh, gracefully retired as to focus only on my original music and and it's sad because it I had so many good times playing and we we did so many great things and you know you make money so playing Beatles music oh <laughs> if you're good absolutely you do if you're good at it and um yeah. but I remember well I remember my introduction really to Beatles music was I wasn't a Beatles fan coming up Marty and all of a sudden i'm all, i'm working on the cruise ship and a cover band you may have heard of them called rain apparently oh, yeah, yeah yeah see for you that's like you know but for me i was like i don't know i'm like rain they sound terrible anyways the minute they started playing and i've never seen this when i worked there for six months they were the people were standing and they never sat down and i wasn't a beatles fans and that was kind of my introduction to like how good these guys were because obviously when you're on a cruise ship the age of the people are the demographic is different yeah and i experienced that i experienced that all the time in that band so i mean we played hundreds of gigs and like there was one gig where it was all nurses and it was like a convention for nurses oh no that's a wrap up yeah wrap up party and so 
it was a dry party and we're like, okay, we're going to get up and who cares what happens. It's just a, you know, a gigs, a gig sort of thing. But we got up and then they, they announced us and then everybody, there's 500 people in the room. They all stood up and they all danced the whole set. And then wow. when, when it ended, it went back and then we came up for set two and got up again and danced the whole time. It was just incredible moments <laughs> like that over and over and over. Were you dressed up like them? Did you do so how rain does it? I'm not sure if you've ever seen them live, but they, Oh yeah. I know about, I know about it. Rain. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they go through all the errors. Did you guys do something similar? Well, we when we start like when we started out, it was like let's just you know have fun and we don't have to dress up and we don't need the gear. Let's just you know play their music because I that's what I wanted to do. I was like I don't want I don't want people to see the like wigs or wig coming around my ear and stuff yeah. like that. And <laughs> but the, the guys are really great. And as the band developed, we wanted to play different material because um, it got it became really fun. And so we ended up doing like we got the pepper outfits and we did we did a really great show and it was uh you know maybe not rain level but we played theaters and we played all over bc and man i had a fantastic time and i really hope they keep going it's hard to say because so like so much has changed now for musicians through in bc at least i don't know about toronto area or ontario but that um a lot of bars are closing a lot of venues are closing like we i played this this italian supper club club like 15 times and they had to shut down. And oh, no. So that that's that's a venue that bands really had a good time playing. And it's it's there's lots of stories like that right now. And I'm I'm kind of bummed because I like I don't know if my friends are gonna be able to get the same work level. And Vancouver's not known for being a music city, but there are really great little pockets of, you know, venues and gigs and bands that and I'm I'm a huge fan of the working class musician. I think that you know, it's kind of like the fourth liner, you know, called up from the AHL. I love yeah. those guys. Those are the guys you're cheering for, right? Well, independent music is, as you know, has always been, you know, a, a cliche for a lot of people. But I'll tell you something in Toronto, though, that's where a lot of people got started. Those those small crocodile rock and those little bit, those little bars downtown and then, you know, making their way down to the U.S. and trying to make it big. So, you know, for, for myself, I, again, like you, I, I wish nothing but the best of success to these businesses that are trying to stay stay alive and give these independent musicians a um you know a voice and same thing in where i'm from cambridge we got a couple places like rhythm and bruise which is a yeah, yeah. beautiful place in cambridge here and you it got a beautiful stage it's in a brewery and you know they play at the practically hip who are fantastic cover band for tragically hip um and they host some great artists and it'll be a great place for you to jam i'll tell you that I hope I can come out there and play a gig when this is all over. Yeah, I've got some plan. I've got well, some plans to come out there and you know play some shows. I I would really love that. Sure. Well, yeah, tell, the, probably, well tell the people where you're where they can find you, Marty. Tell them where they can get your song, where they can follow you. Obviously, the internet. <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's really easy. <laughs> Just Google um, the name and then yeah, Google my name. No, if you Google my name and Boom Chicka, the name of the record, it's there's dig, every digital outlet, Spotify. Apple Music, uh, Tidal, YouTube, it's its all there. And I've got a website now, but go easy on me because it's me making that web, website. So Oh, I've already done. Don't, don't even worry about that. I've made like three websites and they're all like one out of 10 star level. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so, a place to come click your name. Yeah, I'm slowly building that and I'm going to be doing a podcast season two coming up soon. So that's going to be exciting. And What's the genre of the podcast? It's just we talking about... Well, I'm going to talk about my record, this making of this record. And Good. that's what I did on the first season, kind of just talking about how I got to being a solo artist. And that's available on uh, 
online as well. And so, yeah, look for that and look for other stuff that's happening. I'll probably be doing a live stream, hopefully soon, you know, depends on our, you know, maybe you've heard the name Dr. Bonnie Henry. She's our health minister. And so we're kind of waiting for numbers to really drop so we can, you know, have some stuff open up again. Um, yeah. And what about but, your Twitter? Where can they find you on Twitter? What's those two Twitter accounts? You got the bird <laughs> and you got the music. Well, it's obviously my name, Marty Zelstra on that's my my music account, but my hockey burner account, if you want to find me, is uh, TML fan in van. So TML, obviously Toronto Maple Leafs. Love it. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Well, look, I'd like to thank you, Marty Zilstra, for joining Pop Topic on the FHN Network. You can follow Marty Zilstra on Instagram. Subscribe to his YouTube page, everybody. You can find the single Route of the Glass on Spotify iTunes, make sure you go and pay for it and support your local independent artists. All right. Thanks again for coming on, Marty. Thanks, Tyler. That's awesome. Thanks again to my producer, Matt Huddle, taking care of me behind the scenes. I'm your host, Tyler Fines. Tune in each and every week for new episodes, guests, conversation. Follow at Pop Topic Show on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those fun things. This is Pop Topic, and we will be back. <laughs>